I'm Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And we are Murd Nerds. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Murd Nerds. If you're new to Murd Nerds, we are a weekly true crime podcast hosted by myself, Alicia, my partner in true crime. Oh. (laughs) Ashley. And our surrogate father, Jeremy, a.k.a. Golden J. Rock on. Each week, Ash and I choose a story about the missing, unsolved, or bizarre true crime. We retell those stories, and the three of us sit around and just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. accurate, right? 100%. Because, you know, we'd like to solve them by the end of the night. Yeah. If only one Alien abductions. If one could be solved, that would be so fucking cool. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. Before we jump into this week's story, how are... The both of you doing anything big coming up for either of you? I hope <laughs> that was a dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, uh, no question mark. <laughs> I think the day this comes out, or mm-hmm. the day, the day after this episode comes out, is the day that Skylar. And I are going to see The Princess Bride, Carrie oh. Elwes, oh. that I bought for him months ago for his birthday. Right. So I can't wait to tell I you guys how that I am jealous. <coughs> Your birthday and, oh, and yeah. anniversary is yeah. coming up. When, when, will this, when will this air? I don't know. Just look at the September 2022 right there. Just count there. <laughs> It'll be close. <laughs> the calendar on the wall. This <laughs> says September 22. This is episode. We had good intentions. I know it was great intentions. I just uh, I'm lame about keeping up with that. Yeah, stuff. Alicia's the only one that's like good at it, and she I'm has, not. Well, you are. She has her own little uh, planner that she. It's like a little book. So we don't use the wall one anymore. She uses her book. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. Uh. This comes out on February 10th, I believe. Oh. Past your anniversary. When's your, what's past your birthday? An- past, past my anniversary. So, yeah, we just celebrated 31 years of being married on the 8th. Mm-hmm. And uh, my birthday is the 20th. So, And Valentine's Day. That's, you know, February is the most ah. kick-ass month for me. You get laid three times? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, o- it's only once. She says it's a group present. <laughs> Man. Man, I know what that's like having a birthday around Christmas. That sucks for you. Yeah, right around all the all three, all three things. Boom, boom, boom. You know, back in the day, it also was right around tax time. <laughs> Ooh, good. I always times. got the good presents no for shit. my birthday. Yeah. Now we just wait. We just don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> so nothing like going in the tax office, you know, the the H and R block type places and mm-hmm. uh you sit down with your musician's friend catalog and just start leaping through it going look at that babe i want that right there <laughs> <laughs> the lady's like oh my god, oh my god not you again <laughs> yeah <laughs> guitars if you're new to murder nerds each week before we get into the episode's case we answer a question this is just to kind of get us you know ready for conversation getting our gears warmed up Get us thinking outside of the box. You know the drill. 
Are you ready? You yes. know we are. This week's question is, what is something on your bucket list? Ooh, just one thing. <clears throat> hmm. Let me tell you mine. Or yes. do, Jay, are you ready? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't call it a bucket list anymore. I call it a wish list. Okay, I like that. So it was something me and my mom we talked about uh, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and um, she said it was like a you're supposed to put together like 20 wishes, and I have actually covered about five or six of those, Dang. which included nice. going to see a Chiefs game in Arrowhead. Um, eating at a Wahlburgers, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I know that's not going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was mm-hmm. one. I, you know, I've covered a lot of those. Uh, I have some really unique ones. I would love to play a gig in New, New Orleans on Bourbon Street. Oh, how fun. I want to um, DJ. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to, I'm just kidding. You're going to hear them all. I don't even have one yet, so you're fine. I want to DJ <laughs> one night in a strip club. Hey. Ooh, I want to do that one. That one's going on mine, too. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to see a concert at Red Rock. Which it. it could possibly happen this year, hopefully. Coming to fruition, maybe. You, none of you heard my joke. What was your joke? He said Red Rock, and I said it. Oh, I made that joke a thousand times. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's just a couple. I mean, that's just, you know. I don't really. I mean, like, I want to travel. Like, I want to visit. I want to go to Finland. Um, Finland. Yeah, Finland. Um, but mine's more like a like a more realistic in the near future goal. Like I want to buy a house here soon. Yeah. Like obviously, I hope I buy a house before I freaking die. But <laughs> well, because like bucket list is like something you want to do before you die. But I think I have a, like more short term goals right now. I think. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, I would like to have a food truck. That would be cool. That would be so. But again, cool. that's like that's not like a big. Oh, I want to do this before I die. It's just like what kind of food. Um, I, I, should, I don't know if I should put my idea out there. It's pretty good. Just tell me later. Okay, so it'll be all kinds of food. <laughs> Every food, all the food. I'll tell you later. Awesome! I can't wait. Uh, mine is that I want to write an illustrated children's book one day. Ooh, can I draw the? Can I illustrate it? Let me, <laughs> let me say hey, that can again. Can I write the words for it? I mean, <laughs> let me say that again. Oh, did you say draw? I want to write an illustrated children's book one day. <laughs> yeah, you write it. I'll illustrate. I want to write and illustrate a oh, children's book one I'm day. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't hear and. I heard an illustrated. I want to write an oh. illustrated. <laughs> I want to I was like, why are you fucking repeating it a hundred times? I fucking heard you. Can I draw the fuck pictures? Okay. I hear. Obviously, you didn't hear her. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know what about yet, but I've been a writer and an artist since I was a little kid. So, like, I used to make a lot of my own books and comics. So, I would just really like to actually put something together and publish it. Can I tell the people a story about that? I don't know if we've talked about this yet. Okay. I'm ready. So when we were in, I want to say, seventh or eighth grade, we were emo as fuck, okay? (laughs) Everything was dark, drab. Um, But so Alicia wrote 
some song lyrics on the side of one of her papers that she had turned into a teacher. And she got, was it song lyrics or was it something you wrote? I can't remember. I think it was was song lyrics. It was? I think it was my chemical romance. Oh, yeah. Very emo. Oh, so it was original song lyrics. Okay. No, it wasn't. So I guess it's unrelated. But still, the teacher (laughs) pulled her aside and was like, Hey girl, like you good? Do you need do you need to talk to somebody? I used to She's like be really into like uh like certain song lyrics and like poems and stuff like that and I would cover my planners and my homework and just doodles all the time. Right. And like write the words all fancy and yeah, uh, I got And I and- saw her doing that I'd be like that's cool. I want to do that and then mine don't look like hers. <laughs> so yeah I think you can do that I think you could do that right now if you wanted to I'm not good at just coming up with stories though I'll get stoned and come over to your house (laughs) okay and we'll get some shit on some paper because I there's a whole cat kingdom out there when I walk Shaka (laughs) and there's a I'm telling you what there's a leader and he's gray. He's a long-haired gray cat. We can talk about him. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So as as I uh, get older and quote unquote wiser, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now: don't put off those things. Just do it. If, even if it, I mean, even if it sucks, yeah, then it doesn't matter. You still did it. You did it, and the next one you decide to do will be even better. Or if you hated one. it, then you know, okay, I hated it, and I, I, now I'll have a different goal. Well, no, I think that I think that something like that is it, it relates to just about any sort of artistic um, deal. I mean, it's you're you're an artist and you're a writer. It's no different than music. You write a song. We ought to used to have a saying that you know uh, you can write a thousand songs doesn't mean that a thousand songs are fucking great. Yeah. You know, you hope for one or two that, you know, are mm-hmm. good enough to do on with what you want to do. So all I'm saying is, is that don't put it off. It's like that vacation. And this now it goes to you. Don't put it off. If you want to go to Finland, fucking man, put together some coin and go to fucking Finland. Because the more you put it off, the more you'll put it off. You just got to yeah. You just got to get out there and do it. I mean, there's no point in waiting. But if you go to Finland, please make sure that we record enough ahead of time. It's going to be in the very, very far future. Do you remember when I used to talk about giving birth in Finland? Yeah, yeah. I was going to get pregnant and then go to Finland just before my third trimester, so I could give birth there, so I would have dual citizenship for me and my child, so I could leave America. <laughs> Hey, fucking gold! That fans. was my plan. Goals are like, great. I love it. It's <laughs> my goal. No, uh, definitely not. And we can always record through Zoom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is 2023, bitch. That's right. <laughs> that is now. Right. If you'd have been back in the Golden Image Radio days, you're fucked. <laughs> <clears throat> All righty, now to segue back into the purpose of this episode this week's case i found on one of my favorite places to find unsolved cases that i haven't touched base with base with in quite a while on this show do you know what it is ashley uh oh um 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 yes 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 is it reddit and it is um uh the bones of autumn no god damn it that was my guess 
Was it really? Yeah. Find, is, find a grave.com. It is where the Bones of Autumn often puts her stories, but it's r slash unresolved mysteries Reddit page. Okay. So Reddit was right. You, yeah. You were, Sweet. You were right with Reddit. Sick. You were right. Right it. I was right. <laughs> I was just sprung along like I do sometimes, and this case stuck out because it just doesn't make sense, as most of them don't. Most of yours don't. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you uh, won two weeks ago. Yeah. I like those doozies, man. The alien abduction one. There's something about making my brain. <laughs> he was. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. You with me? All right. Abducted by aliens. My brain. When I get my brain thinking all those crazy like explanations, man, there's just something about it. So this week, I am covering the case of missing woman Heather Bloom. My sources include, obviously, r slash unresolved mysteries on Reddit, The Charlie Project, berkeleyside.org, oag.ca.gov, and The Doe Network. Did you say The Doe Network? The Doe Network, yeah, yeah like Jane like and Jane John Doe. Oh, It's okay. like The Charlie Project, kind of. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Heather Bloom was born October 26th, 1978 to her mother, Phyllis. And I couldn't find a whole lot about Phyllis or Heather's father. Uh, they're kind of a mysterious entity around these circumstances. So Heather was born with Down syndrome. Obviously, parenting can be difficult with just kids that are neurotypical or without. Yes. What year did you say? She was born in 1978. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, and parenting with a child with disabilities can be even more difficult. A lot of people born with Down syndrome have other health obstacles, including uh, heart conditions. It's very popular if you have Down syndrome, you have a heart condition. Um, Heather was no different. She had a slew of health issues which needed around-the-clock care. She had a heart condition herself, which she had surgery on, and it caused a, a, a large vertical scar down her chest. And she was born without a thyroid, um, congenital hypothyroidism, which meant daily lifelong medications. So due to her disability, she was nonverbal and often used a wheelchair. Um, She could sometimes use basic sign language to communicate her wants and needs to her mother and other caregivers. But basically, Heather was she just simply was not able to take care of herself um, physically or mentally. She needed around the clock care, like I said, and would need that for the rest of her life. So Heather lived in Brooklyn, New York with her mother, Phyllis, who was her main caregiver. And then in June of 2005, when Heather was 28 years old, she and Phyllis took a trip to visit Phyllis's older daughter. um, And that was Heather's sister, Sherry. Sherry lived in Berkeley, California. To me, this visit is kind of bizarre. They arrived in June and then stayed for months. They didn't seem like they were just visiting to me. Um, That's like a long-term Mm-hmm. situation when I think of a trip to visit I think of like a couple days maybe like a week or two uh, but Phyllis and Heather stayed with Sherry visiting until October 1st the dates are going to get kind of wonky so okay. stay with me on the day of October 1st Sherry and Phyllis got into some kind of altercation and Heather was present It's unknown what the argument was about, but it was so bad that someone 
called the police, whether it was Sherry, Phyllis, or someone outside of the apartment. It's unknown. From what I read, it seemed like somebody outside of the apartment, not related to that household, called. Um, This is documented that the police were there on October 1st. Police arrive to help settle the ordeal, and eventually it was sorted out between the two of them, and they calmed down. The police left thinking that everything was fine. Maybe she was like, yo... You've been here for so long and it's not a vacation. You got to seriously <laughs> yeah. need to fucking leave. It's yeah. been so long. Um, <clears throat> so Heather was witnessed by police to be in the home, but that was the last time that anyone outside of the home saw Heather. Phyllis decided to head back to Brooklyn alone. Whoa. Yep. Okay. Every source I've read states that she flew back to New York in September of 2005, but there is a huge discrepancy with that because if the police were there to intervene in the apartment between Sherry and Phyllis in person on the 1st of October, she had to have had left at, or she had to have at least been there in October. Yeah. Not leaving in September. Right. That's an annoying inconsistency because both of those things are provable. So which one exactly what is going on? That's really annoying. I hate that. Once again, a huge discrepancy in reporting goes on. Several sources say that Heather hasn't been seen since September 11th of 2005, while others say that she hasn't been seen since October 1st of 2005. Mm -hmm. Pretty big gap going on right there. Regardless, this story gets crazy and fucking bizarre. Phyllis went back home to New York, leaving her disabled adult daughter literally on the opposite side of the country in the care of her older daughter. When Heather was last seen by police and when Phyllis left, Sherry and Heather were living in an apartment on the 1600 block of Parker Street in Berkeley, California. In June of 2009, four years later, four years since Phyllis and Heather made that original trip across the country, Phyllis called the Berkeley Police Department saying that she hasn't seen or heard from her daughter since 2005. What the actual fuck? And then she said that she would like them to do a welfare check. Where? In the article by the Berkeley side, it (sighs) stated that she wasn't able to reach them. So I'm assuming that she had made attempts over the years to get in touch. But still, in my oh so humble opinion, (coughs) I'm so sorry. It's okay. In four fucking years, four four years have went by. And your daughter is disabled and can't take care of herself. How could you go four years without any contact or knowledge of what is going on? I'm really hoping that there is more to the story behind why four years passed without a single care. That maybe there was like a like a misunderstanding, a miscommunication, or maybe there was contact and she like forgot or something. Yeah, she might be like getting like dementia or something. That was something that was brought up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't make sense to me how a mother, especially a mother of a disabled woman who is dependent entirely on others, could go about the situation this way. But I digress. What could it be? I have so many questions already, but I'm going to... Do we need to wait on questions? Yeah, wait on questions. Okay. So Phyllis gave the police the address of where she had visited and left Heather. When they went to do a welfare check, they discovered that Sherry and Heather were no longer living in that apartment. They were, yeah, right? They were at a dead end at that point. It took nine months to track down where Sherry had moved to. 
Okay. In 2009? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Once they got to her new address, law enforcement once again went to talk to her about the welfare check that her mother had called in. In March of 2010, police came to the door of her new apartment. They knocked and asked to speak to her, but Sherry absolutely refused to open the door. They were able to convince her to speak to them through a window. And when they asked about Heather, she stated that she was totally fine and they didn't need to worry But she refused to allow them to see Heather or enter her home to take a look around. Mm, Nope. Don't like that. Mm -hmm. Wrong answer. The police contacted her landlord to ask questions about Sherry and Heather to try to gain some kind of footing of the situation they were dealing with. Um, The landlord informed them that the only person he was aware of or ever saw at Sherry's apartment was Sherry. He didn't even know Heather existed. Investigators also interviewed neighbors around Sherry's apartment, and they recanted the same thing that the landlord did. They never once saw Heather or anyone resembling Heather and only knew of Sherry being the occupant of the apartment. Are you ready for this? (laughs) I don't think so, bro. Within a month after the police did the welfare check, Sherry had moved again. This time, she didn't go voluntarily, though, but rather was nearly... $1,400 behind in rent and was evicted from her apartment. Um, Once again, police lost track of Sherry, going right back to step one of where the hell Heather could possibly be. (laughs) Jeremy's got a finger pressed to his forehead. Yeah, there's so much. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Six years later. It's like a SpongeBob. Yeah, I was going to say this. Six years later. Later. Authorities were able to discover that Sherry had left the country entirely. She go to Finland? Convenient. Close. (laughs) Close. In 2016, Sherry filed for a student visa and moved to Norway. That is close. Several media stations in Berkeley have tried to contact Sherry via email and telephone, but every attempt goes ignored and unresponsive. So the original Reddit user who posted the story on r slash unresolved mystery stated, I found a Sherry Bloom working as a PhD research fellow at a university in Norway. I can't say for sure whether it's the same Sherry Bloom, but it does seem likely it's not a common Norwegian name. Mm-hmm. All attempts to locate Sherry and Heather have been unsuccessful. This missing persons case has gone completely cold. Any social security checks, medications, or doctor visits Heather would need to survive have never been claimed or attended or scheduled. It's like Heather literally disappeared off the face of the planet. As of 2017, Berkeley Side said in an article that police are in, quote, regular contact with Phyllis. But as of now, January 2023, excuse me, it would be February 2023, there has been no progress in the case. <laughs> Is it because I said 2023? <laughs> I had to make the beat face. Sorry. Um, but yeah, as of now, February 2023, there has been no progress in the case and the whereabouts are unknown. Of either of them. They know she's, they know Sherry, the sister, is in Norway somewhere. They have not a fucking clue where Heather is. So there are quite a bit of theories spanning this situation on what may have happened. But before we jump into what I've come up with or what I've read, I'm curious as to what you both think about this. Once again, before 
you I know you're excited once again this is all speculative and we are not accusing anyone of anything it's merely ideas from what we know about the situation yeah what the fuck Phyllis <laughs> that's all I gotta say that's it yeah what the fuck Phyllis so was she supposed to be was Heather supposed to be staying with Sherry that was the agreement it's unknown <clears throat> Sherry's like yeah she's cool she's staying with me like we'll talk about what I think happened okay because like because Sherry's not willing to talk about any details right and it's like okay and Phyllis is just like yeah she was with her sister the last time I saw her it's not like it. it's not like Heather could be like I'm gonna book my own flight or I'm gonna drive here right I'm gonna leave this situation in any way hmm you know that's that's so under the radar if it, if Sherry did something because it's like no one was looking for her. That's so unfair. That's so scary. Yep. She didn't even have to be careful. She didn't have to do anything. You know what I mean? She could have just taken care of it and gotten rid of everything and then went four years and whatever. And now she just doesn't have to talk to anybody? Yeah. I mean, not saying she did it. Did you say the police physically saw Heather the night October 1st? Mm-hmm. They physically saw her in the house? Yes. Or apartment? Was it a house it or apartment? It was an apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're... Oh, never mind. Is it possible, and I know... Is it possible that um, that Phyllis actually went home in September and then came back to come and maybe that, like, Sherry's like, I'll just keep Heather for a while go... Go chill, go home, and just relax. And because I mean, she's twenty. You said she's twenty-eight years old. What you know? That's twenty-eight years of taking care of your child. Mm-hmm. Maybe this the sister says, "I'll I'll take care of her for a month. Just go mm-hmm. home, decompress, enjoy a little time for yourself, and I'll take care of her." And she had come back. I still to the point is I'm not sure the like, cops okay. saw what they think they saw. <clears throat> Why I mean, would she? I mean, she has Down syndrome, so she, they definitely would have been able to like remember. I think the characteristics of that of Heather seeing a person with Down syndrome like her. Right? Was Heather mobile or was she in? A, you said a wheelchair, right? She okay. So from my understanding. She was in a, a wheelchair sometimes. She okay. wasn't completely disabled, but people that have Down syndrome have low muscle mass. Um, like they, yeah, like get tired easily. Yeah. Or um, somebody brought up that sometimes when you're neglected, if you have um, like uh, deformant birth defects and stuff, um, if you're not taken care of properly, you can become a mobile kind of thing you don't use it you lose it kind of situation um so where's where's the wheelchair like here's well that's what i'm saying that's what i meant by like getting rid of things like she she needs these daily medications for her heart condition and her um she can't congenital hypothyroidism she doesn't have a, a thyroid she had a couple other things going on that i'm not uh, entirely sure of but she needed daily medications she literally couldn't survive without those medications well if they were there for six months give or take six months it was june to october 1st 
Four months. Four months. I'm doing the same thing you are. I'm counting on my hands. Counting. So if they were four months, is there any? Was there any uh, um, paperwork that they she was getting treatment while they were in California? It didn't to have a doctor or something they were going right to? picking up prescriptions from a yeah. pharmacy. Yeah, something. Yeah, I didn't read anything. You would think like they could call because like I get my medications three months at a time, so you would think it'd be like, hey. Uh, we're running out of meds. Can you send some to this pharmacy? Right. Right. And that would be super trackable, especially in 2009. Yeah. Definitely not like this is that old. I have something brewing up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it the same thing I got? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I'm thinking, I like where you're at here, and I'm thinking maybe, <clears throat> so Phyllis, mm-hmm, the mother. Phyllis, Brings Heather to visit Sherry. They visit for however long. Maybe leaves and then comes back. Whatever. What if they're both in on it? Hey, wait. Wait a few years before you say anything. She can live, quote, live with me for a few years. So there's nothing weird. I think she goes home with you. You think she's with me. Reporter missing. I'll say I don't know. Or I'll say she's with me and she's fine. Like, and then flee the country and we'll be home free. Yeah, but in Norway, she could be, like, we have... Extradition. Extradition laws. Yeah, with Norway. I did look that up. Oh, okay, well. What's brewing in your noggin there? Uh, Very, very, very similar to what Ashley just said. My thought is is that Heather did not survive the October 1st. If the police saw her, I don't think she got out alive. I think something happened in that apartment. Phyllis heads back to uh, New York and the guilt finally caught up with her four years later. And this is her way of trying to rectify it rectify it without pointing a finger back at herself. Or maybe Phyllis didn't know. I like that theory. Maybe she didn't know. And she, that maybe Sherry, excuse me, she either wanted Sherry to or Sherry had said that she would maybe take care of her for a few years. And then that's what the fight was about. Sherry was like, this is too much. I can't right. handle this. You need to take her back. And Phyllis just left. And then left. And then Sherry, you know. Right. Yeah. Do so I think that's theory? a decent theory. Okay. Yes. I don't know. Ours are winners. So yeah. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I think we solved it. Yeah. We got this. So one theory is that when Phyllis and Heather came to visit Sherry, Sherry was upset about how her mother was taking care of Heather. Um that she may have been neglecting her in some ways. So Phyllis took, or excuse me, so Sherry took responsibility in caring for her. Maybe that's what the fight was over. Mm-hmm. Um, an argument so bad that someone, possibly a neighbor, called the police. Um, could this be why Sherry moved? She didn't want, to, want her mother to know where they were. Maybe the mother was abusive and Sherry was trying to protect um, her sister since she couldn't protect herself. It was documented that the girl's father may have died in 2005, which is the same year that they went to California. Hmm. This would leave Phyllis um, as Heather's only caregiver. Maybe she was experienced burnout and abandoned Heather with Sherry. I believe Phyllis was kind of older herself and it may have taken a huge toll on her. Or maybe Sherry did take Heather voluntarily and... um, couldn't devote the time Heather needed or couldn't financially take care of her, especially since she was evicted. 
maybe she didn't realize what a huge responsibility it is to take care of someone with a disability because she have put her into long-term care facility or placed her in the home of someone who could care for her sister 24 hours a day. Maybe it's a combination of these things. Um, and all, <clears throat> she wanted to give, me. since she had a PhD, you know, she went on to be, or mm-hmm. to get a PhD in Norway. Uh, maybe she recognized that her mother's not taking care of her properly or she's abusing her. Maybe they had an abusive childhood and uh, Heather was kind of stuck because she couldn't get out of that mm-hmm. situation on her own. And uh, Sherry let her come stay with her. That's why Phyllis didn't care that she was there because that's one last thing I have to fucking worry about. But then she started thinking, wait, where have they been? Right. So in all your scenarios, Heather's alive. Sherry just won't let the cops look at her face. Yes. And I think of that because technically Phyllis would be her legal guardian Mm -hmm. and have conservatorship or whatever over her. So she would automatically be able to know where Heather is. You know what? We went so dark. Way to make us feel like dicks. No, it's fine because mine get a little dark too. Okay. Um. So, um. There is. I like that one. Sister wait, protecting wait, wait, her let, sister. Let, let, I like pause. that. Yeah. So, so you think that Sherry has hidden Heather somewhere? So her mom can't can't get to her. Get a hold of her. That's okay. that's good. I mean, I like yeah. that. I like that theory. It's a good one. Um. But once again, this theory is kind of foggy for me because wouldn't they be able to track doctor's records, doctor's visits, medications, something, unless she was able to figure a way out. She's mm-hmm. If she has a PhD, she's clearly intelligent. And uh, maybe she got false documentation. Yeah, I was going to say, falsifying documents is not hard enough. And they're not going to question it for somebody that's disabled, right? Because it's not like... Well, maybe have... she found a... Maybe Sherry found a place that... Uh... And, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, just abandon her at that would take care of her. And they have no idea who she is. Yes. That was also a theory that yeah. she left her at a hospital um, or just somewhere, fire station kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, or maybe Sherry hurt Heather. Maybe she hurt her accidentally. Maybe Heather succumbed to the various health problems she had and Sherry panicked. It's commonly known that people with down syndrome don't really make it to middle age um they have early deaths sadly uh she didn't want her her mother to find out because her husband had just died and uh she's been on the move since to just avoid interactions or i don't like that one maybe sherry and phyllis were in on this together they um they both knew more than they were alleging. Could they maybe have wanted Heather to l- no longer suffer with her disabilities and conditions and decided to kill her thinking they were helping her, that she was no longer suffering? This kind of scenario is one that's played out many times before. Could Phyllis's guilt finally got to her? And that's why it was four years later that she made contact with the authorities. They, her guilt didn't get to her if she was involved because you would say, I did this. You wouldn't say, oh, my daughter's missing. Can you waste tax dollars and go look for her? You yeah. know, if she knew. I don't think that's definitely not guilt. That's narcissism or some shit. Yeah. Psychopathy. So <laughs> Sherry obviously did not take Heather to Nor- Norway with her. Um, there would be documentation of her leaving the country through passports. So there was nothing of that sort. Some people have speculated that Heather was dropped off in the woods. Um, Several Jane Does were found around that area 
but there's no direct connection. I think it would be really obvious considering her disabilities and birth defects, or, you know, maybe she was dropped off at a hospital and abandoned. Her being nonverbal would make it nearly impossible to find out who she was and where she came from. Do you know if her mom provided DNA since she reported her missing? Did she provide DNA to test against all those Jane Doe's they found I in the don't woods? Know that, no. I would assume there was one that they said that uh, uh, somebody had commented on the thread talking about there was a Jane Doe that they found that they thought her nose had been broken really badly, and she said, or the person on the Reddit forum said, maybe it wasn't broken. People that have Down syndrome somehow sometimes have flatter um, mm-hmm. nasal cavities, mm-hmm. so maybe they misconstrued it for being broken, broken instead of it being a defect. <clears throat> yeah, but I don't know. It's not like it was like in the fifties. This wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I don't think a yeah, like but a mistakes, coroner or... mistakes and stuff like that happen all the time, right? And we're just speculating. Yes, too. depending on how you know bad the remains right, were right right um yeah the mysterious circumstances surrounding heather sherry and phyllis are endless i mean it's truly a case of anything could happen i mean it, i was gonna start singing start yeah. singing yeah happen. <laughs> but hopefully heather's whereabouts will come out one day but for now she is still missing At the time of Heather's disappearance, she was 28 years old, and as of January 2023, she is 46 years old. She is a white female with brown hair and blue eyes. She's around 5 foot tall and weighs 160 pounds. She has Down syndrome and is mentally disabled. She's nonverbal, so she can't speak, but she does know how to communicate with a little bit of sign language. Um, She usually uses a wheelchair and maybe wearing glasses. Um one of the defining features are the large vertical scar that runs down her chest from her heart surgery and she also has a bump on the back of her neck near her hairline she has short hair so it would be visible um one thing that really bothers me is there's no dental x-rays of her She never had any dental work that's what i'm assuming um i don't know if that's something that she didn't have done because it was kind of traumatizing for her. I know like the bat wings when you bite down on them. Right. My right. son has a hard also, time biting on those. It makes him gag. So I don't know why you presume you know what kind of hairstyle she's rocking nowadays. Just saying. I'm saying at the time she had short hair asshole. <laughs> um, but yeah uh, there's no dental records no, or no dental x-rays. That's so strange. If she is deceased after 17 years, her remains would not be able to be identified via dental mm-hmm. records. Um, so I will be posting not only the photos of Heather from the time that she went missing, but also an artist, an artist's age progressed rendering of what she may look like now. Um, if you have any information that can lead to the location of Heather or even Sherry, please contact the Department of in charge of her case, which is the Berkeley Police Department out of Berkeley, California. The number is 510-981-5938 or directly call the investigator in charge of her case, Homicide Sergeant Peter Hong at 510-981-4723. Homicide detective. Okay. I knew you were going to bring that up and there's a reason why. I have another question too after that, but go ahead. Um, 
both of those numbers will be listed in the show notes of the episode and on our social social media pages. And um, homicide in California covers missing adult cases. Okay. That's yeah. why. Sorry for interrupting. No, you're fine. Um, so do, do you know if Sherry has any children? No. So potentially if and when Phyllis passes away, if she hasn't already, there will be no one to test DNA for the Jane Doe's. That's presuming that Sherry's not trying to find her sister. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. There could be other family members and stuff, though. Right. Aunts, uncles, cousins. But also, I mean, like you had said, it could be she knows what happened. She knows where she is. She knows she's safe, protected yep. away from her mother or whatever the situation. That's kind of what I hope. In, that's that's where I'm head. at, too. I like that sister protecting sister. She doesn't care that the whole world might think that she's a murderer or whatever, abandoner or whatever. It's what needed to be done. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely Hallmark movie in this one. That's that's what I think happened. Jeremy, you're your your eyes are so glazed over. <laughs> you're giving a lot of faces here. <laughs> it's just sleepy time. Yeah, I, I, I I'm agreeing with you. I you know you hope that that's what it was. Is that there was mm-hmm. some sort of maybe you said that the father had just died. Maybe he was the protector and Phyllis was the abuser and and, and she knew that. that. That's why um, she moved across the fucking country yeah. as far away as you can mm-hmm. get from your family. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So with that protector being gone, now that she's, you know, come visit me and come stay with me for a little while. I miss right. you guys. And now she's trying to um, trying to put that wedge in there and she figures it out. That's what the argument is about. Mm-hmm. Well, I keep trying to think of, okay, if we're going along the murdered route, um, she was... How much, how much did she weigh? She weighed 160 pounds. She was 28 years old, um, five feet tall. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could carry a 160-pound body. And this was her older sister. I don't know how much older. There's very, very little right. information about Sherry. But sh- the apartment they lived in, I don't know if she lived on the main floor, but it was a three-story apartment, I believe, from the picture. Um that would be difficult for a older woman to carry a 160 pound body. Why would you carry it when you have a wheelchair to put the body on? Yeah, but then how she doesn't care for her sister regularly, so it's not like she would have a vehicle that could get her wheelchair in there. I mean, if you're putting the, I mean, maybe lifting her in the back. I mean, it's all it's all within the realm of possibility. Yeah, it yeah. all is. There, I mean, that's, every bit of it. I get what you're saying, but I'm thinking, mm, that one bitch, what, not, was it last week? No, two weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever, literally duct tape her mouth, tied herself up, got into a trunk, and took pictures of herself. Like, yeah. they find a way. Oh, yeah. When they want sure. it done, they find a way. I just, I don't know. My guts, my gut is my telling me. Sister. <laughs> sister love. Yeah. My gut is telling me that sh- there's deep, dark secrets going on, and she's keeping her sister away from her mom as much as she can. Right. Like what happened needed to happen and it was okay to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm getting those vibes. I feel this. Jeremy, what kind of vibes are you getting? 
I don't, I, I don't know. I can go either way. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to believe that the sister's protecting the sister and has got her stashed away um, someplace that only she knows and nobody else knows that that's who she is. I think that that would be the logical way to do it. That way it can never be figured out. This is that he abandoned her at a fire station or an orphanage or something something along those lines. You you tell me what you think it would be. But um, you abandon her there and, you know, they have a Jane Doe and, and they bring her in and take care of her. She's getting the medication. She's getting the care she needs and... And Sherry just jumps around trying to stay out of um, any questions mm-hmm. that somebody might come come mm-hmm. along with. But, you know, then it goes back to why. Why would she need to protect her? Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's that. Then we go to the dark side. Maybe that they plotted that uh, the two of them plotted to to put her out of mm-hmm. her own misery maybe she was in pain there's there's got to be something you know there's obviously there's a bunch of shit we don't know but you know maybe there was an underlying ailment and she was dying anyway mm-hmm. or maybe she just died of natural causes and they instead of going through all the rigmarole they just they just agreed to never talk to each other ever again yeah and just went their separate ways i don't know i mean there's so many different directions that could go I could spend hours pondering this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. With, like I said, people on that thread probably are. Yeah. Same, same, same. Hmm. Y'all got any? To say, I forgot. Oh, I was just going to say, y'all got any more comments? Man, I had something, but I forgot. I think we got really quiet here at the end. Mm-hmm. I think Sorry, I keep doing that with these stories. I need to... Yeah. Next story, I'm going to make it something... Silly and goofy. I was going to say, <laughs> subject matter, it makes it is what it is. Yeah. Well, thank you all once again for tuning into this podcast and getting more eyes and ears on cases and stories that don't get a lot of traction and attention. Like I said in my last episode, missing people and unsolved cases will forever be the root of this show. If you want to know where to find us, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. I said it again. Why are you keep saying? Why are you keep saying Facebook? God Facebook. damn it! Book, book, what Jay? Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> um, Facebook or Instagram by searching "murder nerds." If you need to contact, why did you look at me like that? I didn't look at you like that. <laughs> so, have you guys ever Googled "murder nerds"? Give it a I did Google murders. Come up number one, number two. We're the first thing. Well, but I googled it on my computer, so obviously, I mean, I'm logged into murdered shit constantly. But um, is that, does that that algorithm that part of the algorithm? Algorithm. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you search something, you know, it's gonna pop up. Pop up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Give it a goog. Give it a goop, guys. Let us give it. No, I got a challenge for all you murder nerds out there. Give it a goog, screenshot it, send it to our Facebook page, and tell us what it says. What are what's the first thing? I think we made it on a page two, maybe three. Who knows? Yeah, we're definitely on page. Like page one was all murder and stuff, and then page two is all murder and stuff. 
like episodes and What's shit. page three? I didn't go to page three. Page three, no one fucking ever goes to page three on Google. I go to page You like click 10. on that second O. All the time. Who the fuck? I, know. I don't do that. I'm an Page anomaly. one. If you're not on page one, you're not worth my time. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, folks? <laughs> isn't, it like, isn't like the New York Times page six one of the most infamous pages of all time? I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. About. We're talking about Google. <laughs> We're not talking about things you actually have to physically hold and read. Yeah, I'm obviously, I'm not going to like only read page one of a book or a newspaper. God. Maybe a phone book. I have a feeling you would only read the first page of a book. And <laughs> <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> First page, last page. <coughs> One, two, skip a few. <laughs> anyway, if you want to know where to find us, check us out on Facebook or Instagram by searching mm. Murder Nerds. And if you need to contact us, whether it be to talk about a case, give us some recommendations. Tell us your deepest, darkest secrets. Give us a smoochie. Whatever you want to do, those are the best places to get in touch with us, along with our email, which is murdnerds at gmail.com. Mm. Mm. Yeah, email us. Let me know if you think that Jeremy should be on the sticker. <laughs> on the icon. On our logo. <laughs> Jeremy, if we make a sticker with you, it would have to be like a, like, you're like Darth Vader in the background. You'd be like, the, like the emperor. You could be. Yeah, I just want to, I just want the, right above the back of your guys' heads is just my hat. Yeah. <laughs> Like you can't even see, just like I your think chin. Right in between. Your chin is like right there, <laughs> right above Ashley's left shoulder. Yeah, and my face. Yeah, see, just a yeah, little. Yeah, that'd be, just a, that'd be lovely. Eye. I'd like that. I um, if you pay for the commission of your face, we- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. God damn it. Oh, I love you, Jeremy. I know that you do. <laughs> you just spent the like the last what fucking like <sighs> six and a half hours with me. Huzzah. Feel free to jump on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe and give us a rate and review. This is the best and the easiest way to support the podcast and everything we do here at Moidnoids. Moidnoids. If, <laughs> if you don't, if, oh no, not if you don't like to help the co- podcast, Cobcast. <laughs> God. You got a mouthful of bush. Sponsored by Comcast Cable. <laughs> if you would like to help the podcast, monetarily with your muns with your hard-earned moolah we do take donations through anchor to make up for when we don't have ads so you can choose a monthly donation of 99 cents or four four dollars and 99 cents (laughs) or nine dollars and 99 (laughs) Sense. <laughs> Every cent goes right back into the studio and right back into the podcast. It does not line our pockets. We don't make money from this. I've told you a thousand times. Stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> People do ask me that constantly. Me too. How much money do you make? I'm like, we don't make any money. What are you talking about? <laughs> we do this because we like to. Because we like to waste Jeremy's time. <laughs> isn't, this, isn't that one of the greatest things? It's like... Everybody's like, oh, you're doing a podcast. It's like so easy. And then yeah. you, the research and the hours of looking things up, finding the right story, finding an interesting story, and just doing all the research and all that stuff. And then there's the actual recordings and the editing. So much more than we thought it was going to be. For sure. It's a full-time job. Yeah. It is a full-time it's job. Not. 
Bobby told me I can't quit my full-time job to do this full-time. Bobby, how dare she? So now I have two full-time jobs. So please, people, I'm begging you. <laughs> Make it 99 <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. If you need something else to listen to while you wait for next week's episode of Murder Nerds, I know for a fact that you would love the other shows that are in the Golden Mojo Entertainment family of podcasts. We wouldn't be a family if we didn't love each other. If we didn't love all everybody. Yeah. We got um, our brothers, the call guys. We've got our dad, Golden Image Podcast. We got the weird cousin, the United States of Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> you got the drunk uncle, uh, Court of Books and Booze, or the drunk, it would be the drunk aunt. I oh, would I say. was thinking the pretty, like, sister for them. I guess. The- I was thinking the drunk aunt. Drunk aunt? That's fucking me, goddammit. <laughs> Shit. Or the studded jock. Who's Indiana that? Oh, is that you? Indiana Chiefs oh. I was thinking the the <laughs> angry grandpa that's yelling at the TV. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Yo, you've met Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashley made everybody the Spice Girls. I'm making us the family. There you go. I like that. Okay, so family. now that's going to be a new thing. Oh, God. What are we in the family? The cool ones, duh. The fucking weird sister. That's we're what- Posh <laughs> Spice and we're the cool... You guys like the evil step. The cool cousin that like <laughs> smokes cigs out by the garage. What did you say? What? What? <laughs> what the- are we? You'll have to listen yeah, back to, to episode fifty nine. <laughs> uh, I don't even get though. Fifty three minutes. <laughs> oh my god! For real? For- <laughs> I told you this is gonna be a forty five minute episode. Oh. Look at us. Well, you're a damn liar. Yeah, Talking Well, that's it for oh. <laughs> He, she went south. Dig down, damn man. Don't don't go to jail, You know what I'm saying? Boom and Howard. So I always look at Roy. It's like it's so funny. I say, I always look at him. And go, hey, what that ding dong do? <laughs> My God, <laughs> what that ding dong do? Isn't that funny to say? Say it just once. I like saying, y'all bitch. Say like, what that. Say what that big ding dong do. <laughs> you have to say big too. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. That was <laughs> okay. a Freudian slip there. Say it again. What that ding dong do? <laughs> what that ding dong do? <laughs> Jeremy, go ahead. Say it. Just say it, Jeremy. It is no, fun. No, no. What that ding dong do? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, uh, it for us today. Um, if you haven't been told today, you're a majestic beast. You're doing great at life. I bet your ding-dong's doing great. <laughs> what does it do? You're doing so much, and you're going so far. So way to go. We're all proud of you, especially me. I know I'm your favorite host. Don't worry. Um, and I love you so much. So You're my favorite host. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. Well, we'll see you next week. Seven whole days. Bye. Bye.